What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 18 of Dread and Drafts, the podcast where we discuss all things fear while we drink and review all things beer. I am John, and with me, as always, are my co-hostesses, with the co-hostesses, Jen. Hola. And Annie. hey Take a shot of the devil's backbone and chase it with a spoiler alert. All right. <laughs> A war in Spain and a building full of lies. A disgusting basement cistern and a ghostly boy who sighs. Here's our review of The Devil's Backbone. So, who's drinking what? Well, we're all drinking the same thing. And it is a quite delightful one. Uh, so, one from Arche Brewing. I believe we've probably reviewed them on here before because... They're local and they're fantastic. Uh, so from Akron, Ohio, Arche Brewing. This one is Our Saving Grace. Um, and it is a double imperial fluffernutter stout. Can's pretty cool. You get some like ghostly hands reaching out. And as far as like flavor notes and stuff goes, uh, marshmallow and peanut butter. And it's a super dark stout, but like super smooth. Uh, as Annie kind of alluded to, the smell when you first pour it is a little off-putting, like a little different. Not what you're expecting, but uh, the taste, real, really smooth, really nice. I mean, it's more peanut butter on the nose than it is in the glass. And then you it get more, is, more um, marshmallow Yeah, Yeah, it, it is definitely, when you smell it, it's definitely, it's peanut butter, but it seems like it's off. Yeah. Um, so... It, I guess it would depend on your sense of smell and if you dig it or not. Uh, it definitely off taste wise, it's really good, uh, but smell wise, could be more fresh peanut buttery. Yeah, that's tough to do with beer and peanut butter. So do better. <laughs> Overall, as a beer, though, it's really, good. It's good. Really delightful. So, <clears throat> all right, question time. So, uh, slightly different question than. A lot of other times. Ooh. Elements in the movie. Is there anything that you would add to make it better? Or is there anything you would take it take away from it that you're like, this didn't help anything, this wasn't needed in the movie? What are your thoughts? Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm trying to think. Because, I mean, they have the illusion of like crushes and love and you know doctors in love with Carmen and uh and Jamie's in love with uh yeah oh Conchita Conchita um so you get kind of that obviously you get the spooky aspect of the ghost and you know what the mystery behind it so what does this ghost want what is the history what's the backstory you get the war and the desperation of people during war times um i I feel like it hits a lot of different areas and it it meshes well together nothing is coming to mind immediately that i would add or subtract um at some point the doctor had gone into town for some reason Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. remember why uh to sell the rum the devil's backbone rum Uh, I yeah, didn't, I didn't think that was super necessary. Like, eh. I think the necessity of that was to show how dire things were getting, and that 
people were getting killed in the streets. Like basically the the rebels or whatever they were in this scenario, including you know the one friend and uh, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos's caretaker slash yeah. tutor was killed in the street. So it adds a sense of urgency. Like, well, okay, we need to get out of here because. You know, it's, it might come, they might come for us soon and we might be in trouble. We need to protect ourselves. Well, that's why they were changing up stuff at the place where they were at. They were putting up like the cross and. Well, they were, they were taking <clears throat> down, they took Jesus down and put John the Baptist up or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, Some They were moving stuff around to make it look like they were on side of the winners. The kids made me giggle because the uh, the shit for a dead guy, he sure weighs a lot <laughs> with the Jesus statue. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the stuff that the kids said in it were uh, was amusing. Very amusing. It was kids being kids. Very much so, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're... What about you? Hmm. I mean, I, I honestly, personally, can't think of too much. Um... I've liked this movie for years. I think I introduced you to the movie. I thought we watched it together. No, I saw it years ago. Oh, okay. Because <clears throat> I had introduced you to Pan's Labyrinth because yes. uh, Del Toro is one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorites. I absolutely love Del Toro. Yeah, his movies are amazing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know a lot. So, like, <clears throat> if you've reached this part of this episode, you haven't watched the movie, you think, hey, I'm going to go watch the movie. This movie is in Spanish it is then it is uh, there are subtitles this is what this entire month is going to be except for on the 17th this entire month is going to be foreign movies where you have to read as well as watch and I know a lot of people are put off by movies with subtitles but if that is your entire thing where you're like I refuse to watch this movie because I don't want to have to read a movie you are missing out on some amazing movies amazing like shows as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I and think some of the best horror movies I've seen have all been subtitled. Mm-hmm. And some are absolute crap. So like, sure. you know. <laughs> Just like English movies. Some right. are really good and some are absolute right. crap. So, I mean, you can't, you can't say it's good or bad. But yeah, I think if you only watch films or TV in the language that you speak, you do miss out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think maybe their foray into downtown didn't need to happen. I do think, yeah, it did highlight that the ferocity of the the war that was happening. Yeah, because as for the whole aspect of like showing him actually selling the rum, that I guess wasn't needed because you got the gist when he was talking about the rum and you know that it's there, and then he then takes the shot and takes drinks the it shot and... And because it's like, oh god, dude. <laughs> Because he, he claims, like, oh, I'm a man of science. I'm not a religious man. But then he believes in that. He even said, like, I don't believe in this. And well, yeah, I'm a man he of science. And then he just goes, hey, this might give me an erection. So I can go bang what's-her-face. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was illustrative of that. I think just... I see. Yeah, that's actually what I got from it was, oh, yeah, people believe this. And then he does take the shot and... You learn that he's got a crush on Carmen and loves her. As so that, always, though. Yeah. Even when she was married. That that was kind of <clears throat> my take from it, too, but... Yeah. I think I think he's just showing that you can... It's it's just alcohol. He was just having mm-hmm. a shot of alcohol. Whoa. It didn't mean anything. Spiced rum fetus. 
You. But but that's not even unheard of, really. Obviously not. I, I mean, medicinally speaking, like, remedies have been passed down in so many cultures, like, put whatever the shit in alcohol and then mm-hmm. it'll heal you. It will make you better. Or if you eat something or, like, you know, a bees or something for poison. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Which is literally just like a fucking kidney stone or something, isn't like, it? Like no, that's a... Hair. Basically, ingested. I thought it was like a stone inside of like an animal. It's a stone gut. that forms in your gut from eating things that aren't food, mm. and it just. Well, that's why it's usually in goats because <laughs> goats eat a lot of shit that they shouldn't. Gotcha. So. Um. Yum. Yeah, it's just it's old school remedies that. Yeah. Even as you know, with him being a man of science <laughs> and a doctor, it was something that obviously they were still de- selling. Still selling, uh, but you know, I don't. Know. I think also just as a remedy for health, but also like booze. Just booze. Yeah, yeah like it's kind of <laughs> gross. But hey, you want to get drunk while this terrible time is going on yeah. in our country? I mean that. Yeah, I mean I'm sure that is uh, what a lot of people did to get over the hard times. So mm-hmm. let's drink some bootleg booze and yep. forget about our troubles. <laughs> I wouldn't call it bootleg booze. I would just call it enhanced booze. Because uh-huh. he straight up said it's all these variety of things plus rum, and then it just sits for how long. It's almost like fucking formaldehyde for how well-preserved them fucking babies were. Yeah, I mean, alcohol, I think, would preserve a lot of things. Well, I, absolutely. Like I don't, the, know, the, I don't, I don't know if the, 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 uh, the thing would still be sitting there full like that, though. No, not if they were using it, but you can swap it out. So, like, um, specimens are often stored mm-hmm. in alcohol when you co- do collections in the field and then just swap it out with something later mm-hmm. or just continue to store it in that. Gotcha. It's not usually alcohol that can be consumed. It's usually the other variety of alcohol. Yeah. But like, like rubbing alcohol, but more alcohol. potent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would probably kill you sure. if you consumed a significant amount. Yes. But oh, whereas, for sure. whereas in this case, it was just fucking rum poured around a fetus, and they're like, "Let's drink it up." <laughs> None of this baby goes to waste. Well, like, and I think it's they were theoretically in a school or something. Or I don't he know was what the doctor. fuck. I don't know what the fuck this building was originally. I think it was a church because if you looked at several places on the wall, there were stains like around where. A cross might have been on okay. the wall, and they did have the Jesus and the John the Baptist. So, like, the Spanish Civil War, which is when this is supposed to be yes. based, like, it was rebels and then more traditionalists upholding the faith or whatever. Mm. So, so it makes sense to me that it was probably a multi-purpose. So maybe it started off as, like, a Catholic school or something like that. Um, but he's a doctor, so he may have had other reasons for being there or for having these specimens. Mm-hmm. Uh, having spe- specimens like that of fetuses or something like that was pretty common for doctors even even pretty recently. Um, yeah. Bowling Green on the third or fourth floor of the life science building, outside one of the classrooms that was for, like, anatomy and physiology originally you know, it had multi-purpose later on but like they had 
several specimens in jars of like fetuses that hadn't made it full term. Sure. Um, some some unique specimens of, of different animals. Mm-hmm. Kind of all stored in the same cabinet. That's a science thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know that there would be anything about the movie that I'd really change. I think maybe just because it was not a war that we're really familiar with mm-hmm. in the U.S. and not really a, a geographic setting that we're super familiar sure. with. Like I get the town thing. I didn't understand why there was a dirty water cistern underneath the school. Yeah. And I wondered if that had something to do with like the plumbing or if it was more know, because of like a baptismal font or when they were, uh, you know, pumping the water. That was pretty crystal clear. It was clean coming up from the ground, but then yeah. what was the? I don't know. I don't know why that cistern was there because, like, if they if they were using that water for what they were drinking, it wouldn't have come out that clear. No. It would have had a funky, terrible smell to it, especially with uh, a dead body. A dead there. body just floating on there. Yeah, Santi, he would have uh, he would have gave that water a funk and a color as well because that water was fucking like reddish orange. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe it was like a like a, a like a baptism thing. I don't know. Because I mean, it was fucking deep, It was too. deep, though, yeah. It was deeper, and, like, the underneath of the building... Yeah, yeah. Was, it had vaulted ceilings as though it were there, like... I was almost thinking, like, a Roman cistern mm-hmm. um, to collect water and for... And that might be what it was. It could have been that, and then the building got built over it, or... You know, they don't... Like, I would have liked some more history, That, but I'm a fucking history nerd, so... Like, I would have liked to know more of, like, time and, I mean, obviously during the Spanish War, but, like, exact time. You know, give me what's going on around at this time. Why is this thing of water underneath the building? And, like, why was there nothing else around? I can understand having a church in town. I can imagine yeah. having like a school sort of on the outskirts, but I can't imagine. Maybe it was like an old abbey or something where they used to stay away from yeah, the people. Yeah, maybe. But still, it doesn't explain the fucking, the water underneath. Like I, no. I'm very curious about that. That might just be one of those things that like you have to Google and find out what the mm-hmm. fuck it was. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah Cause you know, like I, I called it a cistern, but yeah, if it were an actual usable cistern, uh, water wouldn't have been as clear coming out of the pump so obviously that comes from a different fucking well source or maybe i i don't know like whatever the purpose of the building was it, there was plenty of space under there to make more room for other other activities like they it looked like that might have been for storage or something there was storage but... down there and then i'm assuming the kids weren't allowed to go down there at all uh because like when um they were down there when they showed uh uh, Santi and uh, Jamie were down there collecting slugs, mm. and then they heard the noise upstairs, and it was Jacinto, and he was trying to break into the safe. Um, but it just seems like the kitchen in general was always off limits, and therefore it looks like that area underneath was connected through the kitchen. Yeah. So it, I don't think it would have mattered what's down there to the boys, at least, because they didn't really do too much. They played in the dirt during the day. And that was about it. Yeah, they did some classes and stuff. Yeah, but... some classes, and then Carlos, you know, he had his comic books, and Jamie was drawing crooked vaginas. And... <laughs> yeah, which I, I mean, uh... but that, that's he's the, obviously the oldest of the kids. Yeah, and it all it shows just you know he doesn't know 
anything like that about women, about their anatomy. But at the same time, he's going through puberty, and he notices uh, what's her face. He's got to obviously have the hot for hots for her. Conchita, yeah, yeah. I thought that was so sweet though, when like he gave her the, the cigar, cigar ring. ring. Yeah, uh, it's just really cute. And she was really nice about it. Like she could have been dismissive, and she was to a degree with uh, Jacinta. Yeah, yeah. No, he was a dick. Uh, yeah, he was. But she she didn't let him look too closely at it. She didn't like... like oh, it was just kid stuff. Kid Don't worry stuff, about it. Because she probably knew he would get jealous or mad. Yep. Because he's a douche. So. Yeah. Even though he's fucking... What's her face? Carmen. Liter- literally only to get the keys. Yep. That was the well, only get reason. The keys, but... Well, he gets the keys and he goes back for more, though. I mean, like, the same... Grabs two more keys, puts two back, grabs two more, and jumps back in bed. He could have left. He was done. Like, And he was mean. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I don't know, a rela- it wasn't relationship sex. It was... Yeah, because she literally, she did not want to kiss him. She, And he got kind of pissed off at that. Because yeah. she's like, oh, I forgot. Like, yeah, you can't do that. You're too good for that. I like the ghost story aspect of it, though. All right, so the ghost story aspect of this, I I personally enjoyed a lot. Obviously, this place is newly haunted. Which is surprising, considering the age of the building. And... Yeah. For a while, like <clears throat> it seemed like the other kids knew about the one who sighs, but it seems like Santi's very new to haunting this place. Uh, yeah, because at least within the last few years. And I think he's selective in who... Mm-hmm. He speaks to or shows himself to? Because obviously he instantly showed himself to Carlos. Yeah. Like, instantly. Um, whether it be because he was in his bed or he just Could trusted been, him. Maybe. I don't well, know. Maybe because he was in his bed, but also, like, just based on placement. Like, he died in the building that the kitchen is in mm-hmm. and had been coming up the stairs, and that's how he was discovered in the first place. So, like, I feel like movies that touch on hauntings or touch on spiritual manifestations it usually happens around the area where they were killed or where they have like a strong emotional response to something and so coming up the stairs seeing um what was happening with the safe and then running back downstairs like that is the moment of realization so that makes sense that he was hanging out in that building Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the movie you get you get bits and pieces of what had happened. So, again, it's sort of a movie that starts in reverse. Yeah. Like, you're arriving after the point that something has occurred. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of bounce to present day when Carlos shows up at this this orphanage. And so you don't get full context of what's going on or who's haunting and why. Yeah. And for a minute, I thought maybe Jamie had done something... I think that it was meant to make you think that right. he's the he's what the reason at least partially responsible because yeah. he's the bully. He is the, yes, like he's the oldest kid boy there, and, and I wouldn't even think it's it's necessarily safe to call him a bully. He's maybe lording it over the other kids that are smaller than him, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's any truly cruel nature behind it. I think it's it. cruel nature. I just think it's kids being kids but not yeah. in a not in a being a you know a terrible bully or anything like that. It's just kids being kids. Kids being kids and I think him taking advantage of a power situation. Yeah. But 
yeah, I, d- I don't think there was any true cruelty behind his actions no. at any point. Like, it was a bit pranky when he kind of abandoned Carlos. In the kitchen. In the kitchen to get the water. And He's then, like. Well, when, the thing is, he didn't. He waited for him. And as soon as he saw he was coming out, that's when he left. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when they were kind of fucking And then they, they shot him with the fucking slingshot and broke the, uh, the pitcher. Yeah. And then Numbnuts came back running out. And... Mm-hmm. He does end up pulling a knife on Carlos as a. Uh, thinking that Carlos basically ratted on him. Um, but the other kids kind of realize that, oh, he didn't rat on him. It was the doctor. The doctor was smart and figured it out. So Carlos kind of fights back, but then also takes the blame. And I think he definitely earns, that's when he starts to earn the trust of the kids. Right. That's, I think, uh, the turning place in which the other kids are like, oh, he's not just whiny and going to rat us all out. Um, he's, you know, kind of a stand up kid. He's cool. He's kind of taken one for the team. And I like that the the adults, while they are wrapped up in their own concerns, don't seem like complete idiots when it comes to the kids either. No, no. Like the doctor's like, like uh, Carmen is like, you know, maybe have a chat with this kid. He seems like meek that, that this might be a kid that you could have something in common with, make him feel comfortable. So the doctor does and, and they sort of form a bond there. The adults throughout aren't, like, completely oblivious to what's happening with the kids the way I think adults in so many movies are. Like, yeah. Like, just, meh, fucking kids, but... And the kids disappeared. They're like, oh, they ran away. Right. <clears throat> just like they thought with Santi was he ran away. Now, it... And, and they're placing his running away the night that the bomb fell. The bomb fell, yep. But for... And, and we'll find out later why, but... For any of the kids to have knowledge of what actually happened would also put them in danger. Mm-hmm. So I think there was no way for the person who did know what happened and the person who perpetrated it, neither one of them are going to say anything. They're just going to allow the rest of the group to think that they ran away. Yeah, no, I think um, being the oldest, <clears throat> I think Jamie knew that he couldn't tell the other kids what no. happened because then their life would be... Because little kids being little kids, they might let something slip. They might say something, and then Jacinto would do the same to them. And just and just adding to the fear of them being in that terrible place. Yes. Like, they are all orphans. They've all lost their parents. Allegedly at this point. I mean. the one kid's like, oh, I got to, you know, they're getting mail. My mom's coming to get me any day now. And yeah, But <clears throat> realistically, we know even Carlos didn't even know that his dad had died, they said. So. Yeah. He had no idea they were just protecting the kids in this short-term war where probably, they say, most of their parents were already dead. Dead or at least unable to care for them. (laughs) Exactly. And I I think in some cases that makes sense. It's kind of like when the British shipped off the kids to the country to avoid um, the bombing of London. Yep. So that, that to me, makes sense why there were so many kids there um, and kind of outside of, of where a town would be because mm-hmm. it's safer there. It's safer away from a town where bombs could fall. Bombs or, you know, attacks. Attacks, or, yeah. yeah. So, no, I think all that makes sense. So the day Carlos is dropped off by his tutor and someone else, like, those were people who were involved in the fighting. Yep. Um, they were, like, I think rebels. Yeah. And, and I don't really understand why the gold was there specifically, but I'm sure... Uh, yeah, that was never really told either why they had the gold there. 
It was a hiding place for whoever needed it, but... Yeah, it was supporting the cause, and we don't know if it was stolen or what it was, Melted down from... We know that Carmen didn't want it there because of the risk. Yeah, Carmen didn't want it there because of the risk. Uh, Jacinto was there <clears throat> and was aware of it and wanted to steal it. And yeah. I would say that's probably one of the main motivators for having that affair with Carmen. Well, yeah, he was trying to get her off any type of trail while he was stealing two keys at a time to mm-hmm. keep trying them until he found the right key. But then he never really had to find the right key in the end. No. In the end, that... I And even re-watching this, I kind of had forgotten because, you know, she was saying how my legs just seems heavier than it has ever. And you feel like it's like, oh, she's weighed down by the stress of what's going on or something along those lines. When in reality, she hid the gold in her fucking leg. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, she was talking to Alma, the other yeah, the Maybe other a lady. teacher or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Alma probably didn't know about the gold. Probably not. I feel her and the doctor were the only two that really that knew, about, knew it. about it. Other than uh, Jacinto. But he only knew about it by catching a glimpse of it or however he saw it. Because right. he never told that. But um, they didn't know that he knew. Yeah. So the doctor, Casares. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, he was there to teach, to be a doctor to the boys. Yep. Um, and it sounds like he's been in love with Carmen for a long for a while, time, even yeah. while she was married. So she feels, I don't, I think an attraction and and affection. There is a an attraction and affection to him. It it just a I just don't think there's any Rom- romance like sexual romance like, yeah. with him. It's just she he's someone that she can always turn to for any other problem. Right, and like he's reading her poetry through the wall. Yep. So that's I think incredibly sweet. And then, you know, as she's dying he's I wrote you another poem. Yeah. That that was so sweet. Like that that part just got me choked up a little bit. Yeah, he he loves her and she does but doesn't. I feel like she had a wall up to remain strong for everybody else, and yeah. that was probably part of it. Uh, she couldn't allow herself to probably why she feel wouldn't, vulnerable. Probably also why she wasn't was fucking willing, him. Yeah, was because, willing to have sex with someone she doesn't care sure, about. Like, yeah, she, she because, hey, then she's getting her rocks off, but if she were to have sex with the doctor, then there would be romance involved as well and she had to stay strong for the entire group of yeah. all the boys and everybody so and there would be vulnerability <clears throat> which she didn't allow with Jacinto based on like not letting him kiss her or yeah. get close in any other way so so you have a lot of storylines happening you have the overarching story of the war yep and the different factions associated with that yep um, you have kind of the the regular daily tensions of getting the boys enough food because that came up when Carlos it, yes. was dropped off that they already don't have enough food to go around. Yeah. And so just kind of the concerns of being safe as an institution for the boys that are coming in, being able to feed them, being able to take care of them, and just remaining safe during the war. Uh, you have uh, the storylines associated with kind of romance and loyalty uh, with the people on staff. Mm-hmm. You have the ghost story. 
You have the ghost story. You uh, have uh, greed with Hasinto uh, story. Yeah. yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. So it's 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 a complicated story, but I do like that it's all kind of it makes sense. None of it is far fetched. None of it. Oh no, not at all. And so I think I real I really did enjoy this movie. I I liked the order that it was uh, portrayed in because yeah, I was guessing that Jamie had something to do with, mm, with um, Santi's death. Santi's death. Yep. Even though I was pretty sure, looking at that sister, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, that's probably where he's. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of got that I, feeling. I did enjoy the, um, there are two effects in the movie. The one where he saw Santi, uh, Carlos saw Santi's ghost, and then after his ghost disappeared, like, the blood was still lingering in the air. Mm-hmm. And then when he saw Santi, like, outside, and he gets in the hall when he's, like, catching his breath, and then he looks, and Santi's standing there, and, like, the blood is, like, flowing, flowing up in the air. And I was just, like, obviously he's underwater. But I was just like, because I saw the movie before, so then you kind of realize yeah. that. But I'm just like, fuck, that's such a cool effect, though. Mm-hmm. It is. That was really cool. He's definitely used that effect in a couple different movies. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a lot of this movie, I think, he has borrowed from later on. Um, Pan's Labyrinth came out in 2006, which I think is five years after this. And yep. it was revolved around the same war, the Spanish. No, yeah. that was actually World War II, I think. You sure? I thought it yes. was the Spanish Civil War also. I, no, I think this this was definitely the Spanish Civil War, but I think the other one had Nazis. Oh, okay. In any case, so it like some of the, the war time, though, definitely does bleed over. I think it makes sense that... He's using that as a catalyst for action or for to, to move the story ahead a little bit. But, like, the same idea of, like, children being affected by things that adults are doing and not really having mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. lot of idea of why something is happening or why they're in the middle of it. The orphanage yeah. um, with the little boy, he stands creepily at the end of a hall a couple times. Mm-hmm. They use the same sort of ghostly effect in uh, Crimson Peak. Um, which I just love. Uh, I, I know um, it's not it's not the best movie, but I think it is a really nice gothic ghost story. It's a it's a Victorian ghost story mm-hmm. for sure. I really enjoyed it, and I they use the same sort of ghostly effect mm-hmm. uh, throughout that movie. That's one I would like to rewatch because I watched that prior to I think becoming a, a fan girl of Del Toro and kind of seeing some of his other works and. I, I want to give it another rewatch for the reasons of, you know, knowing his style then and, and going forward. And like just the the love story in um Oh, Shape of Water. Yeah, the Shape of Water. Yeah. Um so the love story in that and, and you know, the floating and the um just organic way that things move underwater. Not, not that there's like has to be a common thread, but I think there's certain things in this movie that you can definitely pick out and say that like, that's definitely a Del Toro film. Uh, yeah, like you know it. Well, as you're talking about Shape of Water, there was a very Del Toro thing with this movie that threw it back to 2004 with Hellboy because he did Hellboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the creature in Shape of Water was so much like Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Ate eggs. Uh, so he had an affinity for hard-boiled eggs, and just a whole like, and I was just like, that would have been kind of cool 
had they had he kind of twisted it to where this was Abe Sapien, I would have enjoyed that. I thought I, as a, a fan of the Hellboy movie. And I forget where they came across, but like the source material for Hellboy predates the movie, obviously. Oh, it was a comic book. Right. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, so it was a comic book. So mm. he didn't even create that character, <clears throat> but I think he liked it so much that, that he it, made his That own. he borrowed some yes. of the, the characteristics of Abe and used them in the shape of water. Because mm. that was a whole nother book that well, he had collaborated with somebody else on after Shape the movie of Water, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Shape of Water came out after. Way after. Yeah, so way Shape after. of Water is fairly new. So, which they did an amazing job on that. I was very, very impressed with that. I mean, there's, I, I can't think of a Del Toro movie and not be like, it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. No, Honestly, and I, like. And again, I think there's a common themes in all of them. I think the loss of innocence is huge in most oh, yeah. of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Children burdened with more than they should be. Yeah, the, and these kids, in this movie, these kids fucking were. Like, especially once. Jacinto showed up with his with Pig and the other guy, and you know they found out that the doctor was dead, and they locked all the kids up. Like you know the kids are like, listen, we're gonna die in here. Like yeah. you think once he finds this gold and gets this gold that he's gonna let us live at all? No. Like Jamie's like he's gonna fucking kill us. But he did it in a calm way. He did. Like, he, he, he did. He took the lead, and he I... was the oldest boy. He yeah. realized that like, hey, I have to play the adult right now. And he did it so well. He yeah. did. And they, you know, they made all their makeshift weapons out of the glass and the the, the, uh, sticks. the sticks and shit. <laughs> Man. And it's... then the, the two guys fucked off when they thought that the gold wasn't there. Yeah. And then he finds it. He's like, more for me. Yeah. And, sh- you know, stuffs it in that, like, his, that, ties it the, to his the belt, handkerchief bro. or whatever, yeah. ties it to his belt, takes the rest, shoves it in his pockets. And then Jamie and Carlos are like, hey, fuck you. And he went chasing them. When they stab him in the Ooh. armpit, I'm just like, ow, but awesome. Man, did they fuck him up. They did. And I, I was very impressed. And the, and even just, like, the, the strength in saying, we're a lot younger, yeah, but there's more of us. There's yep. more of them. And I, I think... They found their strength. Particularly Jamie knew what was at stake. He knew... Oh, Jamie knew it was them or him. That's, it was that's them or it. him, and it wasn't like... He was going to make exceptions because they were children because he watched him murder yeah, Sa- yeah. Santi. Accidentally at first, because when he shoved Santi off him after Santi bit him, right. he and he hit his head, he was instantly like, oh, fuck. Like, you could see the look on his face, and he was like, literally, te- you know, it's like, he was like, oh, shit, like, please don't be, like, right. and then he disappeared and then came back and dropped his ass in the water. Yeah. But, you know, even though he was attractive, Asinto... Uh, Watching his actions, even from the beginning, like even the love story with uh, the younger yeah, yeah. girl, Conchita, Conchita, and watching him with the children, like he's just cruel and yeah. he does things because he can, because he's bigger. Um, he's he, a bu- he's the bully. He's yes. really the bully. Um, Jamie, I think, is somewhat portrayed as the bully. <clears throat> And maybe that's what he would have turned into had it he stayed could have there. Been. Because he did say that he had been there for 15 years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jacinto had been there for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and it could have been, like, Jamie, this is the path that he's going down. Yeah. But instead, you know, he became, in a sense, he became, even though, like, Carlos is the one that was, you know, uh, engaging with Santi, you know, in a sense, yeah. Jamie is the, the hero of the story. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for Jamie... 
they wouldn't have gotten out. Yeah. Jamie and Dr. Yeah, because then the doctor's ghost came mm-hmm. after uh, the one boy went out that little window and broke his ankle, which that was a fun fucking scene to watch right there. Oh, my God. Dislocated ankle. They well, pop it back in. Yeah and, then, yeah, and then Carlos goes, pop, and snaps it the fuck back in. But, yeah, then you're like, I'm like, who the fuck is why? And then you re- it's a doctor. Well, and- yeah, he says that. And at first you're thinking, okay, it's Santi coming to help or whatever. But mm. and then you see him at the end, too, and that kind of was a, a happy yeah. moment. Be- well, because that boy, I can't remember his name, he didn't know that the doctor was dead. No, he the didn't. Only, the only two that knew were the two older boys. Yeah. yeah. And so he thought, oh, the doctor came and saved us. and then Right, said something nice and yes. dropped his handkerchief. Yes. And so Carlos and Jamie saw that, and they knew that the doctor's ghost was there. And I think that was the final empowerment, too. Like, the doctor's here with us, because the doctor said he's not going to leave us alone in this place. Right. And he, essentially, he didn't. Like, I think he, that was the final like final flame that gave them the strength to fucking take down Jacinto. Yeah. And, they, and then his ass goes in the water. The gold's weighing him down. He's trying to pull out his pockets. He starts untying it, and then... Yeah. And then he's underwater, though, and he's getting it untied. And, and then Santi's up. body, which is now I think the ghost is also there as well, yeah. just, uh, like, wraps around him and yeah. pulls his ass down. <laughs> Huggies. Huggies. <laughs> um, it broke my heart, too, when uh, Jacinto had given him back the cigar ring. Like, oh, yeah, after they killed her. He already was like, no, I'm, I, at this point, I'm going to fucking kill him. Yep. Oh, he, he was already, just, yeah, and then Jamie was that like, was, I would yeah. feel okay with doing this. This yep. is like the final and, straw. And then the final straw was then given a final straw when he gave the cigar ring back. And then instantly yeah. Jamie knew that he had killed her. Yeah. So I felt bad for her, you know, coming. Dude, she, and she made it almost all the way to town, too. And then here comes assholes in the truck. And as soon as you see the truck, and she starts, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. But she knew there was no getting out of it There was no getting point. away either. No, that's like why she, she I'm not she, scared of you. Yeah. That was very brave. And there wasn't anything else she could have done. Mm-hmm. If she had run, they would have shot her. If she had gotten in the truck, he would have killed her. Right. So, so, you know, she bravely faced her end. And, yeah, I felt real bad for her. I don't know. I don't think she had any idea how awful Asinto was until no, until uh, the uh, she caught him blowing up the safe. Yeah, and then went and said something to the doctor, and he came in with a shotgun and shit. Um, but yeah, and then I think a couple when the explosion happened, yeah, obviously the doctor got all fucked up, and a lot of I think a couple of the kids died. Four kids. There were four kids total in the doorway. That Carmen was trying to say, no, get out of here. Yeah. And then uh, Alma. Uh, she got, she, she was gone first. She got. Well, she roasted. was up there. She was right up there yeah. trying to put the fire out. With a towel. Yeah. Well, uh, it's panic. Yeah, yeah. Just run. But um, yeah. And, and unfortunately, too, I don't think they tied in that it was leading to the truck because they were all standing by the truck when the truck yeah. blew up. It killed a bunch of them also. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Owl got all that glass in his back. Yeah. And then... Uh, Shrapnel. Yeah, and then um, Carlos was pulling it out, and then the rest of the movie, whenever they were moving around, Jamie was piggybacking yeah. him. So, yeah, and then when they were leaving at the end, uh, when, like, the doctor's ghost steps in and again, you know, uh, Jamie is carrying him yeah. again, so... And then they bring up that, you know, what is a ghost? And I really liked that whole... 
saying about what a ghost is and just saying that it's basically a link to the past. Um, Good game. A link to the past. Zelda game. <laughs> it's my favorite Zelda game. <laughs> but I, th- I think, again, this comes up like why do ghosts linger? Is it love? Is it this, that, or the yeah. other? It comes up again in um, Crimson Peak. Okay, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. They talk quite a bit about that in that movie, too, and there's several ghosts in that movie. And then what are your guys' thoughts on the bomb itself? What, what symbolism the bomb has? A bomb. It's okay. Essentially, no. Uh, when I think Jamie is telling Carlos, if you listen, you can hear it ticking still. still. Ticking. You can hear its heart. Number one, I'm amazed the bomb didn't go off when everything else blew up. Um, but no, I think it's essentially like that the place in general where they are was a ticking time bomb. I kind of got the same that everything was in limbo and everything was. Yeah. That they're close enough to the action for it to be a danger, but I also think it was a bit of a red herring. Like, Yeah, because as sometimes you were probably thinking, like, is another bomb going to drop? Is this thing going to blow up? Well, they're saying that's why um, Santi had run away, quote-unquote, yeah. uh, when the night the bomb fell. They thought the bomb fell, and it scared him so much that he ran. But that's not the case at all. No. He was really dead in the basement the whole time. But um, Jamie almost got killed by the bomb, but not the explosion, just being crushed by yeah. it. Yeah, just yeah. being Fucking fell right in front of him, man, like, and just landed in, like, the muddy ground. And I think that's what made it not go off was the fact that it was a softer impact, maybe. It or was it, raining. Yeah, or it was a dud. I mean, that happened. There they was said, a lot of duds, Then yeah. they said somebody came and defused it, and then they just left it there. Yeah, I think there were a lot more duds in those bombs back then than... It was a factory, it, it wasn't a, you know, made to precision, it was a hurry up and make as many as fucking possible. Yep. That's all it was. Well, like, there was tons of unexploded munitions in World War One, mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, there's an uninhabitable zone where the bulk of the fighting happened. A lot um, of landmines and a yeah. bunch of shit. I mean, shit, they talk about, like, on like around Normandy Beach still, where yeah. shit still washes up or, you know, mines still get uncovered and stuff. And it's like, they would literally have, like, signs up that, you know, careful where you are. You know, if you see something, get out of there. Interesting uh, aspect of history that, honestly, as Americans, we don't think about that kind of thing. Well, it's because other than the Civil War, we never had any modern-day fighting on our shores so we don't think about finding landmines and shit like that when you're going to the beach or out in the woods because it's it was never a thing here Mm -hmm. during the civil war you didn't have that you had cannonballs that is why we find you know lead lead uh bullets and you find cannonballs occasionally but yeah you don't find any bombs yeah our history in general as a country is young. Yep. You know, it's weird to, to think that, I think, for a lot of people, but it, compared to... <laughs> the world? The world in general, our history is very young. We're the babies. We are the babies, and we're the asshole babies sometimes. It's because we're the youngest. Yeah. We get spoiled. <laughs> Makes me want to move more. <laughs> so anything else about this movie that you wanted to talk about or that really stood out to you? What do you think the numbers signified? 
Which numbers? The numbers on the beds. Santi and Carlos were in bed 12. I think that was probably just a happenstance. I don't think it was any great significance to the numbers. I think it was just, you know, a way of keeping track of amount of children, maybe. Mm -hmm. It wasn't any great significance. They just looked at 12 as a significant thing because Santi was the latest kid that disappeared. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, he's in that bed. Like, Jamie, shut that shit down real quick. Like, yeah. at, at, don't worry about it. Just ob- for obvious reasons later. But, mm-hmm. but honestly, uh, amazing storytelling mixture of themes. Um, it was like a ghost story with heart. It was a ghost story, but it wasn't really horror. It wasn't scary. It was parts of it were almost like a feel-good movie. Yeah. Like at the end when the boys are finally leaving and they're getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, they dealt through some shit, but it's like, hey, that you know, you expected a lot worse. Yeah. Well, I I mean, even when they were walking away, though, they still had to contend with the elements. Wartime, the elements, and knowing that. At a slower pace than uh, Conchita was going, yes. that they were still going to have to walk to the town, mm-hmm. which would take them, we're assuming, at least 12 hours at least. to walk, and they've got injured. So <sighs> they still have tough times ahead, but they have conquered this one thing. Well, they, they took care of the one thing. I just, I, I think it left me sad because I didn't particularly think they were super well equipped to make it. I think it's meant to be like, if they can survive that shit, they will be able to fight through anything as long as they stay together. Maybe. I mean, I also feel like uh, Pan's Labyrinth also kind of ended up, at least for the people that were left, on a similar note. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you dive into her personal like um, fantasy world, but the people involved with the wartime effort, yeah, they're sad, but... Presumably, they'll still be able to go on, mm-hmm. even though the the big bad is kind of technically taken care of in the area. Yeah. There's still challenges ahead. So, yeah. Just like Dandy. Just like Dandy. <laughs> There's always another big bad to take its place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Just no, no shortage of them. Never. Um... I feel like the fetus they were using to say the devil's backbone or whatever, it it didn't look real. Yeah, but I mean. I don't think it was meant to. Well, yeah, I don't necessarily think it was meant to, but it was also, I don't know if that was trying to signify poverty or if it was. I, I think they mentioned that, you know, poverty and, and mm-hmm. malnutrition affected mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. More. Poverty and malnutrition versus witchcraft and science and yeah. superstition. And that's kind of what the the doctor had been saying, that he doesn't believe in ghosts, that he believes in science. And and then proceeded to take a shot. Yeah. Well, scientifically, it was just rum. <laughs> it's for science. For science. Spiced rum fetus mm. water. Well, cloves were used as a as an <laughs> antiseptic. There. Yeah. Anyway, so and rum is, I'm sure, it's rum then too was super potent, strong. So it wouldn't hurt you. It'd just be kind of gross. So. Blech. 
But anyways. All right. That, that wraps it up for another episode of Dread and Drafts. Join us next time for our continuing foreign movie month with the Japanese movie Juan. And allow me to leave you with these words. Remember that revenge is a dish best served cold. In Santi's case, a little wet. And a spoonful of rum helps the spinal fluid go down. Catch you all next time. Stay spooky, friends. Avoid spiced rum. Yeah. <laughs>